The one thing we haven't gotten into yet is sort of like how each of the herbs were picked for that particular flavor profile. So for example, you mentioned the root beer, the longevity soda root beer. That has the Romania and the Chaga, which is, it's hard to explain to people who don't study like food pigments and flavor profiles, but essentially you could, you can't really have Romania Chaga in the and an orange soda, it just, it, it clashes so much. But let's go through some of the sodas and, and go into the ingredients and then also why they fit into that particular flavor. And so like, let's use let's use root beer as an example. A lot of people, I mean, still, this is a great opportunity to educate people on just what chaga is, Romania is, and, and why those two fit into the root beer flavor profile. I love root beer. It's the first one I tried. It gives me some flashback memories from like 1977 when I was allowed with a friend to veer away from the health food diet of my hippie parents and go to Pizza Hut and get a root beer and a pizza. It's a, a pretty neat flavor. I think root beer was invented, God, in um, 1876. Yeah, it goes back a ways. But uh, it's a unique flavor. Sarsaparilla, other herbs they use to help make it. But what you did by taking chaga and Romania together, that's a really neat combination. Chaga, if you get a wild Siberian extract, a good black extract of chaga, not just the ground-up conch, but it has to be extracted, it has to be old, wild Siberian chaga grown on birch. It is one of the best-tasting herbs in the world. I use it as a replacement for chocolate. I use it in a lot of brownies, recipes, desserts. Um, but it is an incredible herb for well-being, immune system, inflammation, antioxidant, one of the highest antioxidants in the world. Everybody feels it. It's an adaptogen. It reduces stress. It's a biological response modifier, BMR. Um, so I like chaga. Romania, prepared Romania, not raw Romania. Prepared Romania is the tonic. Raw Romania is white. It's a, it's a cooling herb. They use it for menopause for women to cool hot flashes. It's in some menopausal formulas. But that's not a tonic. It doesn't actually taste good like the prepared Romani that you guys use. And it doesn't have the anti-aging, the jing, the yin-jing effect. So the prepared Romania, they take Romania and they prepare it in red wine through a special process that it's soaked and steeped in. So the, the little pancakes of re prepared Romania that you see at a Chinese herb store, it's called Shu Di Hong. They're black and they're dark and rich and they smell really rich and they're sort of sticky when you start to cook them and they make a black tea that's really rich and smooth and quite delicious. And it's a tiny bit sweet from that wine. It will raise your insulin a, a tiny bit if you make a big tea with a lot of prepared Romania. But the yin jing effects, they call this the kidney zone food. It is calming, goes right into the adrenals. I've gone through some periods. In fact, I remember doing an event with you guys, I think 2010, and I'd had very little sleep for three days in a row, like virtually nothing. And I just would drink like prepared Romania over and over and over again. It keeps putting back your yin jing, which is what you lose when you go without sleep. And I wasn't tired. I could just go for three days with zero sleep and work a full event and felt, felt good, calm, grounded, strong with virtually zero sleep. Um, it's a powerful yin jing rejuvenation herb and a blood building herb for people that get anemia. And it has this rich because of the preparation through the red wine, this very rich, sweet, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's a malty kind of liqueur flavor. But, uh, and, and that's, I never actually thought of that before. I've done a lot of herbal formulating and combining, but to take that amazing coffee mocha flavor of, of a wild Siberian chaga extract and mix it with that red wine prepared Romania flavor, the two together, 
It's got to be delicious. And it actually, it's a perfect match to put it in a root beer flavoring. So you use the natural flavoring of root beer with stevia to sweeten it. And you have the chaga and the romania for that malty, coffee, sweet, sort of rich liqueur flavor. I don't know how to describe it. It's so what what you've done really is you've you've created a new root beer kind of there there so if if you took this root beer to a, like a root beer connoisseur convention where everybody's tasting different root beers and they're critiquing the taste of this root beer versus that root beer if they tried your root beer i bet you they'd be very curious very interested because it would have different flavor overtones because of the romani and the chaga mm. that are nice flavor flavor accents that would make it taste really rich unique and different and go, wow, why, where does this root beer come from? <laughs> yeah. What are the secret ingredients? You know, it's like, it's like Coca-Cola. There's only like two people alive that know the actual recipe. They're not allowed to fly on the same airplane at the same time, you know. Um, <laughs> you mean, basically created a secret, a secret root beer, but you've given the recipe away because you put the ingredients on the bottle. Well, you know, it's really interesting. The, um, like, just to, t- just to bring up the next one, which is one of my favorites, and I think it's one of my favorites just because Shazandra is one of my favorites, but the Superberry, if you look at the ingredients Len put in there, Shazandra is the first berry, but then there's Amlaberry, Hawthornberry, Elderberry, um, what is it, Blackberry, and Hibiscus Flower. And I remember asking him, like, well, why did you put five five of these different berries in? He said, well, Truth always said that Shazandra was the five-flavored fruit, so I had to get each of the flavors of the Shazander berry in there to to counteract the, the five flavors that are in Shazander itself. And that's when I was like, whoa, he blew my mind with that one. Yeah, that is a very good recipe. Uh, the, the cooling aspect of the hibiscus. My But the top two most important ingredients to me is the Shazandra and the black elderberry. Black elderberry, it tastes like blackberries on steroids i mean it's so delicious it has no sugar <laughs> yeah. and it has as antiviron it it, it it breaks off the spikes of viruses trying to replicate in your cell it lowers the viruses it's um you know the, the dart technology that new chapter used to do when it was they were self-owned those million dollar machines they could spit out the constituents of the supercritical extracts of black elderberry it's one of the most incredible herbs so as an anti-aging herb it 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 um, helps activate telomerase. It helps dissolve beta amyloid plaque in the brain. It helps increase nerve growth factor in the brain. And as long as it's it's extracted, so there's no, you know you can't eat raw black elderberry because it has cyanide in it. It's poisonous. But when you cook it and extract it, you take remove all the cyanide, and then the black elderberry is this delicious concentrate with no sugar that tastes like super concentrated delicious blackberries. And it has these powerful antiviral immune properties and other anti-aging benefits. You add that to Shizandra. Shizandra also tastes good, but it's more tart. Depends on the extract of Shizandra. Yes, it's the five-taste fruit. It's 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 got each one of those five different ingredients has a different flavor. It goes to a different organ, tonifies a different meridian. It activates all meridians. Shizandra really it gives you energy. It's a little bitter and tart and sweet and sour all at the same time, but it gives you energy. It improves memory recall takes away cravings. That's what I love. I normally eat one meal a day. And that's usually in the evening after I've gone through all my drinks throughout my daily routine. And when you go through autophagy and you go through the fasting stage, you, you know, the AMPK pathways turn on and you work past being hunger. Like David Sinclair, the anti-aging researcher from Harvard says, everybody needs to, to learn how to go through a few hours of their day being hungry and that being normal. 
And I've gotten very good at that with intermittent fasting where I just work past it and I use tonic herbs to get me through. In fact, your longevity sodas would be very good for people who are doing intermittent fasting because they can just put squirts right out of their purse or their bag or their backpack or their pocket so quickly into any beverage that you could pick up in a bottle in a store. It will give you some tonic herbs that will give you some energy to keep your metabolism going. In fact, some of these tonic herbs are fat burners like reishi and astragalus, so even better if you're on a weight loss program, but they'll help keep your energy balanced, your metabolism going, and give you something that tastes good to encourage you to get more fluids. And a good mineral water is going to have a lot of minerals in it, and that'll help you get past that 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 lightheaded, weak phase of fasting or, or intermittent fasting, whether you're doing one meal a day or two meals a day, or you're water fasting, and you're using these sodas while you're water fasting. You know, for me, I notice with clients who are trying to fast, if they live in cities, they are more influenced by programming, status quo, uh, what's what's in society, advertising. And they want, they struggle more with sweets. They want fun food more often. They want desserts. They want sodas. They want ice creams. Or they want candies, fudges to have. And that's why when I learned how to make these things at the tonic bar using superfoods and no sugar, that was a great thing in a big city like Los Angeles to teach my customers how to say, hey, you can have anything out there you want if you recreate it. Make it BED, make it ketogenic, put tonic herbs in it, use stevia, don't use sugars, and you can still have it. And they're like, wow, that's awesome. So these sodas are really good for people in cities who are trying to fast because they're influenced by advertising and other people are drinking sodas around them. And they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's really hard to not eat the junk food when everyone else around you is doing it. But these things taste better than junk food, the sodas, in my opinion. And a lot of my top desserts with ice creams where I use these sorts of flavorings, again, they're, they're amazing. When you eat one meal a day only and you go past the point of being hunger and you activate the AMPA pathway and then you get lightheaded, that's when the, the sirtuins turn on the longevity genes and that's when you have the anti-aging effects, your stem cells boost. And then you finally eat. When you finally eat that one meal a day, you're really hungry and you eat. And when you're done eating, you're usually still hungry. And even David Sinclair himself admitted that his one faux pas, he's a late night snacker after he's had his one meal a day, you'd still tend to be hungry after trying to fast. So you go back and keep eating snacks and you'd be eating too much food too late. My cure-all for that, my fix is Shizandra. If you've had that one meal and you made a big meal and you know that's all you need for your food and you're done eating and it was a great meal, and then 20 minutes later, you're like, I'm still hungry. I want seconds. I want another meal, but I've had enough food for the day. I've done my calories or whatever have shizandra. It It's bitter, sour, sweet. It takes away the craving for more food. It stops the hunger. Okay. The last thing you want is something with sugar in it. Okay. Especially fructose, like a regular conventional soda, because that, that pushes up ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and it lowers leptin. And you want to do the opposite. You want to lower ghrelin and, 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 and boost leptin, which is what you're going to do better on using the, the right kind of foods and ingredients. So the, um, the superberry soda that you have has got shizandrin is the main herb. And shizandra is great in a hot climate. It's thirst quenching. It's great when you're dehydrated. It's great as an antidote to stop you from wanting something sweet. It's great to stop you from wanting to try to eat more food, but it boosts your energy, boosts your memory, cleans your liver and your blood. It's one of the greatest herbs in the world. But I I never do shizandra with other herbs and hot teas like I do with tonics. I always mix shizandra in cold structured water or sparkling water. And I always drink it to take away a food craving. Like if I want more food after dinner so I don't go back and keep eating and end up going to bed with too much food in my stomach, which messes up my morning routine. So that's my 
my piece about Shazandra. It's an important nerve in my program. Where you find people who are really struggling to lose weight, I find Americans get caught up, and I get caught up in this as well, where you're, you're consuming calories, whether it's fructose or just glucose or if it's carbs, or but there's so much calorie consumption, it's so easy to get your hands on calories, but people obviously want to be thin and look good, and so you start working out like crazy. So you're working out like crazy, then you're eating, overeating, overconsuming calories, making you work out more. The end result is you just start burning through your jing at a rapid pace just to keep, just to keep up with your eating habits. Yeah, it's, I feel so sorry. I think I'm getting flashback memories, you know, like 1994, I'm 24 years old going to family fitness. I know nothing about health. I'm going to regular markets, but I was trying to be an actor and stay in great shape and take care of myself. And I was burning, I don't know, 300 calories a night on the treadmill at the, at the gym. (laughs) You have to exercise for hours to burn off one chocolate chip cookie you know, to burn off. But I was such a, I was still a young person and I had food PTSD. I was living in a city. I had a good job and made good money. So I go to the market. I buy nice food. After a hard day's work, you want to reward yourself. You want to treat. You want to eat a chocolate chip cookie or you want a sandwich with bread or you want something with a lot of calories. And then you feel bad about it afterwards. You're like, because I want a fit body too. I'm in my prime. I want to be in great shape. I'm in a competitive career, like an actor or an athlete or a model. And your body has to look good and be in peak fitness. Now I ate one thing for 15 minutes that gave me some satisfaction and I got to work out for six hours to burn it off. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but the whole soda industry, you know, keeps telling you a calorie is a calorie. And you, if people are gaining weight from eating sodas, it's, it's, it's down to individual user responsibility. It's their fault. They're eating too much. They're a glutton and they need to go exercise and burn it off. But that's not really fair because all that fructose, the high fructose corn syrup they're consuming is it's it's not being metabolized by the brain like glucose does, like table sugar. So it doesn't give them real energy. They drink it and then they're still hungry and they'll go eat more food and they'll put on more weight and it'll reduce insulin sensitivity. And then it's boosting bad cholesterol. And it's, it's basically, if you look at eight, if you look at 12 of the deleterious health effects that alcohol has, high fructose corn syrup, sweetened sodas have eight of those same effects. It basically, it's alcohol without... The, the brain effect of getting intoxicated, but everything else is the same as alcohol. In fact, in that uh, excellent documentary on sugar on YouTube called Sugar, the Bitter Truth, Robert Lustig, he says giving one can of soda to a child is like giving them a beer. You know, but parents don't think twice about giving soda to their kids, but they wouldn't give a beer to their kids. You know, it's crazy, but you're doing the same thing with regular sodas. People have got to get with it and get into tonic herbs, get into... You know, natural, don't use artificial sweeteners, you know, like, like, like sucralose or Splenda, which is just chlorinated sugar. That's bad for your thyroid. Don't use aspartame. That's neurotoxic. If you read the book, Excitotoxins by Russell Blaylock, you'll learn the truth about that. And you don't want, you know, xylitol raises blood sugar, even though people thought it doesn't. Erythritol doesn't. It's okay, but it's still highly processed, not really a natural ingredient. But stevia comes from a plant. And stevia has some health benefits. Even the processed clear stevia is like what you're using in these soda drinks because they're designed to taste really good. Even the processed clear sodas, uh, stevias, they have um, health benefits. They, they help the kidneys excrete sodium, which helps prevent water retention. And there probably even still is some pancreatic benefit to, to processed stevia, maybe even some antimicrobial like anti-Lyme. 
the, the unrefined dark stevia, of course, the whole thick green stevia has even more health benefits, but those don't taste as good. They're more like licorice. It's important that people who are serious about health and the younger they start on their kids, the better that they learn about tonic herbs and the, the right kind of sweeteners and the right kind of natural flavorings.